What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 128th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk. What? <laughs> I thought you were telling me I was saying the wrong eight. number. <laughs> Something like that. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk. And with me, as always, What's is my good friend, up? Wink, throwing me all off. I'm trying What's to. going on, man? Oh, not a lot. What's going on with you? Oh, you know, I'm just uh, unmuting myself so the live stream can hear, not ah. hear the intro right now. So everyone at home, idea. that was just like for it. you on the audio podcast. Such, so such a nice guy. Yeah, so. Uh, I do what I can. Man, this has been a pretty exciting week, huh? Uh, it's C- been crazy. Grand Arena, C-3PO, so much to talk about. Coming off of our longest podcast ever, of course, because uh, good old Maurice and T-Money just, they, they might talk more than we do. <laughs> it works out perfectly. All right. So. so I got a trivia question for you. Okay. Can you tell me? What university has had back-to-back Heisman-winning quarterbacks who were different players? Uh, Florida. I'm just kidding. The University of Oklahoma. Very exciting week around here this week. Kyler Murray got to bring home the Heisman. So, uh, yeah, that was... I was kind of surprised about that. Uh, to be honest, I, I wasn't too surprised after, you know, the championship weekend, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was good to see. I totally think he deserved it, uh, over to, uh, <laughs> I might be a little biased, but still. I was about to say, of course you do. <laughs> you, you wouldn't say any differently. That's, that's definitely true, but still. I think, uh, <laughs> Devin Booker is the MVP of the NBA as well, so. Man, I have. I have paid zero attention to the NBA so far. Well, the Suns are five and twenty-two. So, oh, think about that. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, they're doing great. <laughs> All right. Anyways, other news. I wanted to mention this because it's Star Wars related, and why are we all here? Because we play a Star Wars game. So anyways, exactly. you heard about The Mandalorian, the TV, the live-action TV show. I did. Very right? exciting. By uh, John Favreau, the guy who does all the Marvel stuff. Kicked off Marvel with Iron Man and all that stuff. Yep. Anyways, the cast was announced this week, and holy crap, I am excited about it. 
mainly for the the main person in the Man- Mandalorian, the lead role. Now, have you ever watched Narcos on Netflix? I have not. Okay, well, this guy was also in Game of Thrones. Do you watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ah, oh, gosh. If you know who it is, who he played in chat, let me know. I don't know the name. But uh, Pedro Pascal is the lead role of uh, The Mandalorian. So I'm pretty stoked about it. He was awesome in Narcos. I think he's going to be awesome in The Mandalorian. And uh, some other highlights from the cast in the show. Carl Weathers. I know you know who Carl Weathers is. I I don't. Are you serious? Paulo Creed? Oh, uh, from Rocky, uh, uh, Pedro Pass. Sorry, I was googling. He played the Viper, I believe. Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah, he's awesome. I love that dude. Yes, so totally agree. Prince Oberon Martel. Yeah. There you go. So you got you got Pedro Pascal's going to be the lead. Carl Weathers is in it. Nick Nolte's in it, and. Giancarlo Esposito. Now, if you don't know who that is, this is another one that's kind of exciting, at least to me, because I watched Breaking Bad. I don't know if you did. But, I uh, do. I ju- we just, uh, the Sultry Female and I just started watching that show. Um, she doesn't like it, so what we're doing is we watch an episode of Breaking Bad, and then we watch an episode of Grey's Anatomy to balance it out, because she don't like Breaking Bad, so I have to put up with Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> gotcha. Well, Gus Fring, I don't know if you're to that part yet in Breaking Bad, but anyways, now we're for everyone like out there that's three. listening. Okay, well, you'll get there eventually and you'll know how big of a badass this guy is. But for those of you that are listening to the podcast and on the live stream, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad is also in The Mandalorian, which is awesome. So the cast looks great and I'm really excited for this show now. So. Nice. There's your information. There's your news for the week. The cast is out. There's a bunch of lists. The other names on the list, I haven't really looked through all of them. Some of the pictures that I saw on Google looked familiar. I just didn't have time uh, when I was writing down the names again right now to look them up. But yeah, when when is good. those four right there are pretty good to start. When is the show supposed to start? Because like the cartoons I've wanted to watch, but. There is no bloody way I am not watching The Mandalorian as it's going. Like, I I will be watching that show, and we will probably have to do a review show if you're watching it, too. Um, but oh, yeah, do you know sure, when dude. it's supposed That'd to start? Awesome. I think it starts at the end of next year, somewhere like fall next year. Hey, I'm so long away. But that's all right. That's all right, I guess. It's yeah. sooner than the next big Star Wars movie, right? That is true. It's a good point. <laughs> so there's that. Indeed. Um, last thing I wanted to mention before we get into our week in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes is that we were going to do the QA last week, and then we, we were, were going to do it this week. Mm-hmm. But uh, there has been so much going on in the past two weeks that we are pushing it again to next week. Yes, So we are, unfortunately. I have a proposal for you. Okay. I have a proposal for you. 
This should be good. To get the questions flowing. We still have... So earlier today, Ooh. I did a giveaway on Discord. We did. Uh, I made a graphic for C-3PO's kit earlier this week, and I made a bad font choice for my initial... <laughs> um, my initial offering, okay? People didn't like it, to say the least. Luckily, I was sleeping, so I didn't have time to clap back at everyone because that I probably would have in my anger, but I didn't. <laughs> so I woke up, I redid it with a new font, but in order to torture everyone again with that graphic, I we had a giveaway for a Blue Designs um, prize to tell me the name of the original font I did. And surprisingly, within probably... I'd say an hour. Someone found the font, so yeah, that good was looking out. Quick. Recoil, yep. Recoil, you are the winner of our Blue Designs giveaway. We'll find out what you want and get your order in very soon. But I was thinking, and you can shoot me down if you want. But I think a good way to get some good questions for the next Q and A episode is to randomly draw from our question providers. Ooh, what do you think? I like it. That way, all you got to do is ask a question to be entered. And uh, from all those people that ask questions, mm-hmm. then we can pick a winner. I like it. So we'll have a spot on our Discord, discord.me slash shattered order. If you're not already there, we will put up a specific channel for Q&A for episode 129. Go there, drop your question, and you'll be entered to win a super awesome gift from our friends over at Blue Designs. Sounds good to me. And it, uh, Joker asked in chat, yes, it will be limited to one entry per person, not per question. Because yes. holy crap, I can see <laughs> what kind of questions we would get. No one that. would take advantage of that, surely. No, no. And yeah. then it would be our next longest episode. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. All right, let's go ahead and do this. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Oh, what a week in Swoga. So, uh, Grand Arena started and finished, and we're on to another one. Our first full season uh, with the actual eight-man bracket. I ended up winning my first match by a pretty good margin. How did you do in your um, initial Grand Arena battle? Let me tell you, my final score was, here it is, Goodnight Punk, 1451, Visitant, 971. Very nice. He he killed three of my teams, I cleared everything but his ships, and I'm realizing now that my best bet to win any matches is to clear all their characters, set a crappy ship defense, and actually hope that my... I can protect my ships and keep them out of it because using my best ships on defense, which they didn't even get to, um, I could not beat their ships and clear the board. So, all right. So, used three different fleets on offense. Every one of them destroyed. Uh, that ain't good. What uh, what defense did they leave you? Well, let me look. I'm clicking on a picture here. <laughs> so I kind of had a separate strategy, a, a different strategy than that. So I'm in the, I'm 3.9 million. So I'm at the six team bracket with one ship. And 
I basically put my Revan and Treya up front in the South Territory to block the back territory because there are more banners to be gained if you go south and clear everything than if you go north and clear everything. So I was basically just letting them have the north side and protecting the more points at the bottom because I felt pretty sure that I'd be able to at least clear their bottom. That was my goal. Go in, clear their bottom that way. Um, I was pretty sure they wouldn't be able to get past my Revan and Treya, concerned they didn't even have Revan anyway, so uh, that was kind Were of Were you strategy. able to, quote, unquote, clear their bottom? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I cleared Good their bottom Good. and top. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it was... All right. Yeah, they were... Quite a night. Yeah, the, their board was stripped naked by the time we were done. It was... <laughs> it was total destruction. Um, well, that's awkward. Uh, so this <laughs> just keep moving in this this grand arena event. I am uh, round one. I went up against solo down from the guild app invasion and ended up winning. And then in this next match, I am up against Zampy from Defective Clones whose guildmate is one of our podcast listeners, actually, and uh, brought it up to me in chat. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and Zampi is the only one in the four that won that does not have Revan, and he has to face me. So I feel a little bit unfortunate for the guy, but um, I do like my chances. So hopefully I, I, sh- I should finish with a top two finish, hopefully number one finish. I'm looking now. I finished as the number four guy, which means I'm facing the number one guy. But I'm looking now. He does does not have Revan, and he does not have Treya. Oh. Oh no, it's got seven star Treya. Oh okay. I was but he doesn't say, have that's... Revan. So nice. Might be a little harder for me this time, unless he saves Treya for offense. But my la- the last guy I played didn't have either of them. So yeah. Actually, he had six-star Treya, but I think she saved her for offense. So. Gotcha. So th- we'll see I, what happens. You know, I went really heavy on defense last time, and I've seen some contradictory... or So I had a theory, and then there's been some contradictory evidence put into our Discord channel. And my thought was, it kind of looks like they seed out by points, and then... You know, it's uh, one versus four, two versus three. But I've seen some other people saying that theirs is like one versus three, two versus four, um, one versus two, three versus <laughs> four. There's been a couple different layouts. So that may not be exactly how it works. I was assuming it was actual like done bracket wise with seating and, you know, done like that. So I'm not exactly sure what the mechanic is on seating and the exact matchups, but I would really like to know. Hopefully that's something we can dig into and you know, figure out and then, you know, we can let you guys know what we find out next week or whatever. But um, I do think that I'm going off the theory that points are the deciding factor for the seeds. And, you know, that really puts a lot of emphasis on offense and these teams that regenerate protection, regenerate health and everything like I mean, your Revan team is obviously really good on defense because it does give you an advantage because it's pretty difficult to kill. However, 
even going up against another Revan team, my team almost always finishes with full health, full protection. So I'm almost kind of leaving points on the board by not taking that team in. Because especially if I feel like I can be more efficient on offense. Um, so it's these grand arenas have kind of caused me to change the change my strategy a little bit and the way I think about deploying my roster. Yeah, that makes sense, especially if you are confident in your offense. I'm confident yeah, in leaving true. three good defense teams and three bad, not bad, but three non-Gear 12 ones and letting my offense roll the way it is. That's how I've been doing it, kind of splitting hairs yeah, uh, on it. Hopefully keeping them from clearing my board while being able to do damage to their their side. And it's worked the last two for me, so yeah, it's been all right. Um, I, I I did make a couple mistakes, and mainly in the area of mods. Like I have a lot of characters that are really important that are modded for like phase three. Um, well, primarily Boba and Greedo. Um, so I went in with a <laughs> with a bounty hunter team, and it it went very very poorly because they didn't have the right mods the mods on them are crap for this type of match so uh i gave up some points there but i do think i'm gonna end up zading bosk's lead just because i see a lot of people i think everyone i've battled has had that on defense but that is such a good offensive team because like i was saying there again the health and the protection recovery that it has is so good that it's it gives you a little bit of point advantage if you know how to use it and know how to make it to where you can keep everybody at pretty full health. Um, and it's one of those teams that you might be able to go in with like four characters and really have an advantage on gaining some extra points there. Yeah, but makes I'll- sense. I'm really disappointed. Uh, no one, the two grand arenas that we've played, no one has fought my golden. Uh, Ewoks, my murder bears on defense. So I don't know whether I still want to keep putting them on defense or start using them on offense because Uh, I don't know how they're doing on defense. So hopefully the one tomorrow, someone will at least try to attack them and see what happens. But all right. So I'm glad you brought that up because the other thing I did this week, actually just a couple hours ago was Zeta Chirpa. And here's the deal. A fine choice. I I am having trouble beating the event. I am two shards away on low gray. I did like five freaking refreshes of the guild store and nada. He will not show up. He refuses. So I'm just going to wait for him to show up by those last two shards and then I'll be good to go. But here's the deal. Did you scroll down all the way? Low gray is a little shorter than the other characters. <laughs> uh, the jokes. Um... <sighs> Really throwing me off here. So the the (laughs) other thing is, like, I've learned a lot about Ewoks in the past hour just using them. So I got C-3PO to 6-star. I haven't beat the 7-star event. I need low gray, I think. He seems really important to that team. But people keep talking about Wicket and that Zeta. And it got me thinking. Heals like crazy. He has an AoE. I mean, he can hit five times. And that screen will fill... Your screen will fill with green numbers, so and everyone will just... That has me thinking. I am seriously considering going ahead and doing that, and 
going ahead and dumping a little bit more gear into my Ewoks and maybe get them to 10 or 11. Make them viable. And Zeta that ability. Because it's... I feel like it should be good on offense, right? I mean, you should be able to make your Ewoks finish with full health and protection. Like, that shouldn't be that difficult with that team with the the mass assist and everything. They have stun. They have they have days. Like, they've got a little bit of everything. A lot of term meter reduction. days. Pap Luke can de- dispel yes. on his basic. They um, have everything you need to control need. a match to the point where you can take guys out as you need to and stay with full protection. So um, I, I kind of think that I may set them up as an offensive team because I, you know, I think that could, there's potential for a lot of points there, I guess is what I'm saying. So what you're, what you're, it's a good lead in for what we're going to talk about in the last segment of this podcast. Ooh. And that is why you should keep on Ewoking after C-3PO. Okay. Because, you're putting the gear into them now. You might as well keep going because as far as Territory Wars and Grand Arena go, you're already on your way for the Legendary. You might as well keep going to get them as an extra team for those two events as well because they are very good in those spots. Not yep. to mention, uh, they help in platoons and light side territory battles because if you have to platoon Rebels or Resistance that you would normally use to beat a... Uh, Combat mission to help your guild if you need to throw those characters in and disable a whole team. The Ewoks are always there. They're hardly ever in platoons. So you can just use those guys on the combat mission and help fill platoons and not feel like you're disabling your entire roster by throwing RJT, for example, or Han Solo or those types of characters. So there's a lot of good reasons to keep gearing the earwalks if you're doing it right now but we're going to talk about that later so cool uh then i'll just jump to my next point ship farming i am getting super close on the uh houndstooth i am seven shards away very very close and um i'm i am going all in on ig2000 um i'm doing the 25 and the 50 crystal refreshes so i am doing the 24 attempts per day i really really want to get that ship finished because like i said i i suspect that we're going to need three bounty hunter ships for uh the millennium falcon that's that's my guess um so i'm trying to get those farmed up ready to go and obviously houndstooth is great so trying to get that finished um, I was having arena hell with ships, so I was kind of moving my ship teams around and cause I've been trying to find something that was better than what I was doing. And ultimately it just came down to reinforcements. So I am back to Biggs, Biston and Vader as my starting three with Tarkin lead or Tarkin capital ship. And my first reinforcement is, uh, the Houndstooth. And then I have Ty Reaper coming in. Because Ty Reaper just totally kicks ass and does a really good job at, you know, obviously taking turn meter from the opposing uh, capital ship, which is really important at giving you an advantage. I already have a little bit of an advantage because I have all six stop mods on my Tarkin. Um, he's not completely maxed, but he's c- close enough. He's faster than most other Tarkins. Can outspeed Thrawn, 
But that's where Ty Reaper comes in. There are situations where you can actually get your AoE off before Tarkin, and you know that becomes really advantageous. And uh, yeah, so I love Ty Reaper coming off the bench, and then I also have actually using Anakin's uh, ship, which it's not that great coming off the bench, but hey, I kind of wanted to use it. And then of course on Bar and Starfighter because it is fantastic. Um, the final thing is I was on Reddit and. Uh, somebody brought up a topic they saw on um, our friends over Operation Metaverse about offense mods being the new meta. And yeah, they're great. Uh, and they were kind of asking why. And I kind of started scrolling around and there was somebody talking about how they were running... Um, they were running... Uh, Oh, the hell am I talking? Just totally lost my train of thought. How does that happen? <laughs> You're old. You're getting old. I, I am getting old. I can't disagree. Old okay. man. They were talking about the triangle on like a Grandmaster Yoda. And they were running crit chance, a slice crit chance to where it got 20%. And uh, I was kind of like, well, that doesn't seem very efficient. You know, uh we kind of went back and forth on what the best mod was there and it caused me to dig into the math a little bit because they were kind of pulling out evidence, you know, contradicting what I thought. And so I kind of started looking into it a little bit. And um, so ultimately, I have decided that a video needs to be made about this and I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it pretty soon. But there is, there's so much that goes into this. So we have this chart on our website that kind of shows the crossovers with offense set bonus, crit damage set bonus with, you know, like the crit damage triangle and the offense and everything. And, um, you know, there's there's some differences between like what I did was I did the math on it and did a graph and then I actually modded up a character and did a graph and it's amazing how much different those two graphs look and I've been kind of wanting to figure out why and exactly what it is after thinking about it that you know it's it becomes kind of obvious but so your offense set bonus you're only getting that extra 15% offense off of the offense that you have from the last completed gear level. It's like the set bonus from speed or whatever. Now, the problem is secondary, um, sorry, offense added from secondary stats on mods or or even primaries or any of that stuff is not factored into that 15% gain you get with the offense set bonus. However, it does factor in to the crit damage set bonus because that's all a lump sum once you actually get into battle, and then it gets multiplied by your crit damage multiplier. And so the more, basically, the more secondary offense and the more offense that you're adding that can't be factored in with that offense set bonus, that starts to move that crit chance crossover lower and lower, making crit damage better and better. And what I'm working on is a spreadsheet where you can say... Uh, I, I've already done it like with my Grandmaster Yoda. I took, I basically put my best crit damage mod set on him and then I wrote down the uh, the offense number from that. And then I wrote down the 
the offense number if I had an offense set bonus on him. And basically what I've done is I've created a spreadsheet and you can plug those two numbers in and it will graph out the comparisons on those two and it will tell you the crossover points on your crit chance and comparing those two things. So, you know, if there's a character that you're not sure, um, you know, if you're wanting to maximize your damage and you're like, you know, should I go with offense set or not? You'll be able to, you know, uh, set those two mod sets up on that character, get what those numbers are because of the way everything calculates. That's really the only efficient way to do it. And then you can go plug it into this spreadsheet that I should have available next week or two, maybe. And it will tell you the exact crit chance you need to be at to make one or the other the most efficient, you know, on an average damage per attack. So um, it's going to be super nerdy. I know uh, some people totally aren't into the math <laughs> of this stuff, but I- I'll be honest, that's like that is my favorite thing about this game at this point. Um I say at this point, like it's a bad thing. It's it's just I, I'm a math nerd, honestly, and I I have fun with it. And I think that's really interesting. And so I think there are a lot of other people out there kind of like me who might enjoy that sort of thing. So um, I'll have that available at some point, And that's going to be really cool, I think, because, uh, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And it's going to be fun to kind of talk about and uh, kind of settle all of this, you know, for the final time. That way there's. No more confusion on what's better and which way you should go. It'll be nice and easy to figure out. Sounds good. I look forward to it. I'm pumping out some good videos lately. Trying to. <laughs> Trying to. All right. Punk, what all did you do? Surely a more exciting week so, than me. <laughs> eh, I guess, maybe. Uh, I just I finished. Uh, so I've been rolling... I've been getting now that I've changed my payout, I get uh I get one almost every day a week. So I think this week I had five number one finishes and two eights, something like that. So I've been getting a lot more crystals lately. So I've been pumping yeah. those crystals into cantina refreshes, which I never used to do. So I was able to seven star or a sing this week doing refreshes for the last week and a half and Dang. i'm pretty stoked i got her at gear nine i'll get her up a little bit more and try her out in uh the heroic sith i think that'll be fun yeah for but, sure uh, i can finally go back to kira who i chose not to gear or grind before her that i kind of am missing now because i want her for grand arena so i'm gonna go to kira now she should she's the last of the new characters that are in cantinas that i don't have yet so looking forward to finishing her off and getting gearing her up for territory wars and grand arena so nice it's always good when you finish a farm it's one of the best one of the best feelings in the game i think doesn't matter where they come from really mm-hmm. hard nodes cantinas all those things so 100%. it's nice to finish her i got i'm looking at i've hit the home stretch on uh bosk so I need 100 more shards for him. Uh, young Lando is all the way up at 60 out of 100 now. Same nice. with the uh, same with the uh, Lando's Millennium Falcon, which I was thinking when you were talking about the original trilogy Millennium Falcon, if it were an event, I would hope I would be in good shape if it was uh, cargo ships or scoundrel ships. 
scoundrel is what I'm thinking of. Because then I'd have I'm farming hounds I'm farming houndstooth. I have Boba's ship, and I will have uh, young Lando's Millennium Falcon. So if it's scoundrel, I'll be good. If it is bounty hunter, then I won't be good. But yeah. all the bounty hunter ships are scoundrels, and the only scoundrel ship is young Lando's Millennium Falcon. So I don't know Correct. how that's going to work out if it happens. But uh, if young Lando's is included, I'll be in good shape. If not, I will not. But that's fine. Yeah. So. Um, I won two rounds of Grand Arena. I did. I had. I really had no expectations for myself in this event because I hate territory wars and I don't know counters very well and I don't hardly ever look at them. But I've been looking over the graphs and stuff we have for counters for Grand Arena and been doing those fights and it's been going well for me so far. So I'm having fun with it, very mostly because nice. I'm winning. I haven't lost that yet. Helps. Once I lose, I'll probably be like, oh, yeah. okay. Winning but cures all, as they sur- say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had a surprise team that I used today Oh, that I was actually pretty effective. Okay. Um, it's it, it's it was a good offense team to um, kind of use the resistance scraps that you don't use in an RJT team. So basically it was Zeta Finn, Poe, Resistance Pilot, Gamorian Guard, and Nest. And you might be wondering why those two Interesting. with them. But Nest exposes on basic. Yep. And Resistance gain turn meter every time they pop and expose. Doesn't matter who put it out. So she's helping them out with turn meter. Uh, Gamorian Guard, maybe once every four turns he helps with that because his second special also exposes. Okay. So he... In a quick match, that was very helpful for him. Um, but yeah, cleaned up an entire team using that team, and it was very surprising. So nice. Well, that's good. Pretty happy with it, man. I tell you, yeah, because I usually don't ever know what or where to use Nest, but she fits perfect. Even if you don't use Gamorian Guard in there, if you wanted to try Darth Sidious, if you weren't using him somewhere else, he would work too because he does a lot of exposes. But yeah. Nest works really well well because it's her basic and she counters. So and she dispels, just like she kind of takes the spot yep. of what resistance trooper would do. You know, it it, it works out really well. So yeah. No, she's awesome. She's a character I need to actually gear up more because she is she's so good. I forget how good she's gonna be in Grand Arena until I went to use her or realized I hadn't used her and you know, she was terrible because I didn't have her modded and she's only five star anyway, which she should be fine, but she's just not modded. And uh, yeah, it's uh, she's good. She's definitely a character you're going to want to gear up. You know who I've been really surprised by? Sunfock. He is so good. Counters with Dispel <laughs> on basic. Yes. And he's tanky. He's a really good plug and play character. If you're like throwing in some mix up team, I like using him with Rex. Very effective. Very nice. Very nice. All right. So go the ahead. Last thing. Brag. Last Bragger. thing is that I got C3PO to seven stars. One time go through every tier. Super excited. Didn't even have to move my mods around. Just took them all out all the way through, rolled through it. And uh, it is very vindicating to that gear I gear grind I did uh, three months ago. So pretty pretty excited for that. Um, this has been the least stressful legendary ever <laughs> for me. 
I know there's a lot of people I, out there still banging their head against the wall. I know someone in our guild, uh, Anger, Zeta, two characters on the Ewoks. I mean, there's, there's a lot there's a lot of uh, opinions going out right now. But for me, yeah, I was in good position, worked it out perfectly, no stress. Now I'm just gearing up my C-3PO. So, um, and one aesthetic question. Okay. And it's probably from the movie. It is. The only thing I can remember is the red arm from from the new movies but why what what's with the silver leg i forget uh i i want to say it happened in empire when they're at cloud city Hmm. or no well if you're watching the live stream and you know for sure please tell us because i'm interested but it's it kept throwing me off i was thinking did they forget to paint one of the legs by accident like, what, like, what's going on here? You remember when they're leaving and Chewie's carrying C-3PO in his bag, on his yeah. backpack, because he got dismantled? I think it was after that where he had the silver leg. Interesting. I, I, it looked familiar, but I couldn't remember it from the movies, and I didn't go look it up. So yeah. I figured I'd just bring it up here. So I feel like it was more subtle in the movie, because it is not subtle in the game. It's like, oh, he's not entirely <laughs> hey, gold. silver leg. Yeah. Surprise. Very, very much. They could have, should have put the silver leg and the red arm, even though those weren't at the same time. Not to mention, here's the thing about a silver leg. It kind of puts the character in one time frame, one time frame of the character. Okay. Because that's just kind of the OT. He didn't have a silver leg in... Well, Joe, he was resistance. Joker said um, he had the silver leg in episode four, and that officially it's left over from his original coverings between episode one and two. Interesting. So I'll interesting. I'll have to go back and pay a little bit more attention to that because that is pretty interesting. For sure. All right, you ready? It does put, kind of put that character in a certain time frame, though, because of the colored leg. Because he didn't have that one colored leg in re- when he was resistance, and he has the tag, so I thought that was interesting. But yeah, it's it's he's a fun character. Well, we'll get into his kit here in a little bit, but the uh, um, yeah, we'll get into his kit here in a little bit. But the I don't know where I was going. I saw you two and things in the notes, and I was confused. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and jump so to the next up? thing. Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. All right. um, (laughs) Podcast poll. This was a pretty good poll. I wasn't a big fan of one of the questions, but all all in all. (laughs) I didn't know if you had seen it yet. I I, I actually answered the poll this week. I usually don't, but I did this time, Mm -hmm. so... I am uh, nice. I am curious to see how these landed out. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, question one, I asked, how many times did you have to go back and read C-3PO's kit to understand it? Now, the reason behind this question is he has two abilities, a basic and a special, but he also has five uniques. You heard me right. Five yep. uniques. Crazy. A lot Just of Just crazy. So he's got, there's a lot of uh, gears turning in this kit. Um, 
and it's a lot to digest. So I said, did it take you one time, two times, three times, four plus times, or are you kidding? I still haven't digested it. And the <laughs> overwhelming amount of people, had 75.5% or let's see here, 105 of the 140 people that that answered the poll said, are you kidding? I haven't even digested it yet. So a lot of people still confused what he's doing. If you haven't seen my graphic, I have one last edit to do, and I will put it up on our uh, Twitter final edit. Um, you know what they say. Of everything that's going on there. But it, fourth time's a charm. You know, I, I'm going to get it eventually. I like to crowdsource all my incorrect information to get it right, you know. Whatever. So if you want to see that, that's out there. But I, I, you help me to break down what the uniques do and what the buffs to everyone are. So at the bottom of the uh, the graphic, it kind of shows what his uniques do mm-hmm. after giving the word for word of what the, the unique is. So it's pretty interesting. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of yep. synergies. There's a lot of teams you can use this dude in. He's a lot like... R2 in that way. He's a lot like sure. uh pretty much a lot like R2 in that way. So it's it's pretty interesting. R2 is the best comp. We'll get form. into that. The best what? The best comp comparison. Yes, for sure. So the next question I had um kind of was hard to do with Google uh Google polls. So I the question yeah, what I wanted to do was list out the names of all the legendaries and give numbers, and everyone had to, you know, assign a number to each character so that it would kind of rank the uh, the characters. But uh, it didn't work out that way. So basically, <laughs> um, what I have here is all the legend- legendaries' names and which number people picked most often for that character as far as their rank among the legendaries. Now, there's seven legendaries. So one would be the best and seven would be the quote unquote worst. I honestly don't think that there are any legendaries that are bad. There's just some that are better than others. So agreed. The first one is Grandmaster or said Grandmaster. Do that all the time. Grand Admiral Thrawn and his number one uh ranking, the one with the most votes, was obviously number one. I don't think that's any surprise that the most people ranked him number one and i don't think i think that number would be even higher than it is on him if i hadn't add the one best seven worst about 40 people in because there were 35 people that ranked him seven so i think Uh, those 35 people were trying to rank him number one and not seven so i I think think he's the runaway yeah i think he's the runaway for the best uh best legendary is he the one that you picked he, I didn't actually do the poll, but oh. he would have been the one I picked probably. Okay. So my one, two would probably be him. And then right now, uh, Grandmaster Yoda. Grandmaster Yoda would have been my one because, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing Yoda <laughs> ears. I know. Look at those things. Yeah, Beautiful. Pretty impressive. Chewbacca's number one uh, ranking that people, the most people put him at was six out of seven. Second to that was number two. So there's a little disparity there. Also might be the same type of situation as Thrawn was because six would be two for some people. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, most of his were six. 
So right there, right there near the bottom. But I think he's a newer character, so I don't think everybody has him either because his event was kind of hard. <laughs> so it might be hard to get an accurate rating from everyone on him since he hasn't come back and won't till the 27th. That's true. So that's where he's at right there. C-3PO, this is the one where I wanted to see where people were going to rank him on first impression without playing him. Uh, he is, the overwhelming responses were almost even across six or five, six, and seven. So he's ranked in the bottom three uh, of legendary characters, according to people that took the poll right now. Of course, in the next couple of weeks, probably next month, we'll see what he can really do. Yep. And then we'll see if that kind of changes people's opinions. Probably but right will. now, on paper, people are ranking him in the bottom three. Uh, R2-D2 is more on the opposite side of uh, C-3PO. People ranked him mostly as number four, but also as number two. And then the next, the third most was three. So somewhat... R2 pretty much ranks between two and four for most people as far as a legendary goes. That's fair. I mean, that's, I think that's BB-8. about where he should be. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's, he's very uh, versatile. Yes. He's been in the arena. He's been all over the place. Yep. So it makes sense. Uh, BB-8 is ranked three. He had three ran away with his numbers. So most people believe that he should be ranked Number three in the legendaries. Uh, he does a lot as well, so I can see that. Yeah. He's not uh, restricted so much to just being resistance, but he can do a lot with his his, his own bo- uh, what buff there, helping all kinds of teams. So He's really great. Palpatine is an interesting one. His, his highest ranking was six. People had him ranked sixth. Um, but his second highest rating was two. So, you know, it just depends on where we're at with the meta, I yeah. think. Because his third rating is is seven. So six and seven or two. You got each side of the mm. spectrum there. He's uh, he's kind of fallen out. There's more people open Treya up. He's not really... The lead is there in the meta still, but... Uh, I don't see it as often on my shard. I know that he's still seen a lot on other shards, but yeah, I don't think he's, I mean, I, I'm going to say, I don't think he's occasion. six or seven, but there's, like I said, all these guys are good. So it's hard to like, That's if true. I stack them up next to him, each other, I might put him down at the bottom there. Yeah. Just based on That's my fair. usage of him. Um, and then lastly, you have grandmaster Yoda. Now, his highest one. rank was fifth. Um, he had 27 people ranking him fifth. His next highest was sixth. And then the next highest after that were one and two. So there's some people that are using him a lot, ranking him when one and two, which is where I would put him, one or two. But there's also still a lot of people that probably aren't using him at all. And he's dropped, that drops his tanks' rank down to fifth or sixth. So, yeah. I think the easiest thing to glean out of this question is that Thrawn is still the, by far and away, everyone's number one legendary. Yeah, and he, I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, he is pretty plug and play, but I don't know that, 
I just don't feel like he's that elite at anything anymore. Like Grandmaster Yoda, BB-8, uh, like everybody, I guess, kind of has a spot where they're kind of elite. I don't know that Thrawn does, but he's just so, <laughs> he's just so good everywhere. I mean, it's just, yeah. Always in the arena. If you if you if you can't find a way to make a team work, throw a Thrawn in there, and usually you can get it to work. Not not if gonna hurt. You're in the in your raids, Sith raid. You can get some decent damage with him with troopers in phase two. I know a lot of people did that until they got better phase two teams. Yep. Um, he's good in territory battles. He's got a capital ship. I mean, yep. He pretty much covers every base That's in the true. game. And does something in those areas. So it makes sense. Now the next question is, will you get C-3PO 7-star on day one? Ooh. What's your answer? Mm. It's starting to become no. I answered maybe, <laughs> but I don't think so. Gotcha. Well, I put yes. So, but as far as the not, it's interesting the uh, the mix here. If you put the maybes and the nos together, maybes being nos that were hopeful, (laughs) they cover forty fifty two percent of the pie, and yes is covered forty eight percent. So it's pretty even whether you're getting him seven star or not on day one. Now the nose could also include people like you that got six stars and are working on that seventh star or people that aren't going to get him at all right now. So there's a good big, big chunk of people within that uh, 52%. But I really, I was really curious who was able to get to the end of the last tier and pop it open and close it. So, yeah. But it is 50, about 50-50. Very cool. And, the, and then I had a follow-up question. If no, or maybe, will you have C-3PO 7-star before the end of the event? With answers, yes, no, probably, and probably not. And this was a little so bit more of an So basically it should be breakdown. yes, probably, probably not, and then no. That would be where I would rank those answers. And as far as the, the answers given go... 30% said yes, they're going to get him a seven stars. Um, 30% also said probably. 11, 12% said probably not. And 28.4% said no. So 30% of people already know that they're not going to get C-3PO at seven star. And I don't know if they're fine with that, but that they are, they, they're currently coming to terms with that. And another 12% say they're probably not. Might still be trying. We'll see. Good luck to those people. I hope you do get it. Uh, he looks like he's going to be fun. But either way, gearing Ewok's not going to be a bad thing for you. So Yeah. But, that is uh, true. I'd say you're probably in the yes on that one, right? <laughs> Freaking better be. That's what I answered. I'll be pissed <laughs> if I don't get him seven star. No, I, I, I'll pretty much. I mean, I'll do whatever I have to to get him seven star. I mean, I'll, I'll gear him up and then, you know, 
poor uh poor c3po will suffer on gear for a while if i have to spend that much gear to get my ewoks up and if i do have to end up doing that i'm trying to you know be a minimalist about it but uh, they're awfully squishy so i don't know how long that's gonna last um so we'll see well i'm kind of with you i'm running Three gear 10 Ewoks and two gear 9 Ewoks on my alt. So cannot beat gear. I cannot beat uh, the fifth tier right now. I have no Zetas either. So I cannot beat the fifth tier right now with that team. So I don't know if I'm going to get C3PO on uh, there, but I'm working on it. I'm trying. So we can struggle together. We can both ride the struggle bus together. Now you can find your own seat. I'm not sitting with you, but we'll be on the same. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. (laughs) So next question was, which Zeta do you find essential? I had to ask this question because I can give my answer right now. I don't think, I think they're both good Zetas and they're both uh, helpful. I don't think either of them are probably essential, but we'll see what you think. So, the answers are, oh my goodness, which adds inflict confuse twice on target enemy for three turns. And wait for me, which is at the start of the encounter, C-3PO and R2-D2 gain translation for three turns. And then the other two answers were both or neither. So, I'm do you see either of those being essential? I'm really surprised it broke down the way it did because like 36% said, oh my goodness, and 20% said, wait for me. And in to me, it's far and away, wait for me is the better one. Like it's not, in, in my opinion, it's not even close between those two. So I was really surprised that, that it had, you know, just a little over half the number of votes that the other one did. I, I was really surprised. I mean, there was another 30% that said both of them. But still, as for people just thought one, like that, the biggest section on that pie is, oh my goodness. So, uh, very surprising. Yep. Um, now, to be... Sh- now, we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to C-3PO's kit. Okay. But we can kind of break down why one or the other might be better. But uh, yeah, like you said, 36.4% with oh my goodness, 30% said both. And then wait for me with 20%, and then neither at 12.9. And uh, I'm probably going to get them both just because I have the Zetas and I've been waiting for them to come out and already pretty much had them ready yeah. for him. I'll do both. But. As well. uh, I do think I'm not sure after we'll find out after playing with him for a while, but uh, I'm not sure which one I think is more important. Mm. Uh, next question: Which Ewok <laughs> does Wind Killer Inc. most resemble? Now your answers were Tebow, Chirpa, Wicket. See, I picked Tebow and Chirpa because I feel like they're like the the more gritty. Ewoks, and then you got okay. Wicket, which is the the cute and cuddly Ewok, That's and then you got the me. last one here, which is one that was shot by an ATST. So, well, I I am I do like that the cute and cuddly one was the highest one that uh, as far as ones that we're familiar with, but um, I'm very disappointed that people think I look most like the one that was shot by an ATST. I, I'm not sure if that means that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what that means. To be perfectly honest, I think I'm offended, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't 
Hmm. Anyway, um, I think that covers the poll for this week. <laughs> we say we go into this next thing. All right, let's do it. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. The update! All right, so. this uh, Where the hell did this come from? 20 <laughs> of the gold slicing material, 3 Zetas, and 5 Omegas. Thank you! Like... I, I did not see this coming. It came with the update. What was that for? I'm trying to find it in the forum. I think it was listed somewhere, but I can't. Was it like an apology for the issues with Grand Arena in the initial trial? or No, that I, now I remember. It was a, a thank you for playing Season Zero Exhibition. And kind of, uh, it almost seemed like we were beta players in the main game yeah the way that that was worded kind of did and there were problems we all know how the first round went. we talked about it last week yeah five minutes of offense before it closed out everyone got first you know they kind of fixed some problems and then i think they sent that out as a thank you to everyone for keeping with it uh testing the mode and getting everything ready to start the first full tournament which we're in the middle of now so that's what it was for it was a uh a thank you gotcha well (laughs) Thank you, because that's very helpful. Um, yeah. Hey, I'll take three Zeta materials any day of the week. Dude, no freaking kidding. That was awesome. I was super surprised. Um, I was more excited about the slicing material because, you know, I like because mods. Because of course you were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not surprising at all uh, coming from me, but, you know, that's beside the point. Um, so, and the other thing was, obviously, they added C3PO whose kit we're about to go over. Um, I got to open one of my presents. Oh, yeah. What was it? I got a Paplu portrait. That's exciting. So now I can switch between two golden bears. I can be Wicket or Paplu now. I was pretty pretty happy with that. That's pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. I had to work for the Wicket one, so I'm using it for now. I'm not going to go jump on the Paplu train just because everyone got it. Wicket, you had to work a little for. I'm going to stick with him for now. But I thought it was pretty awesome to get a new one. I'm kind of curious now to see what the other two are. That'll be that'll be fun. Yeah. But Cool. Um, all right. So, I mean, we just want to dive into this. Just go. Oh, there's still some more here. Oh, is there? To speak of in the update. Uh, territory wars for the month of December because of the because of the Grand Arena problems uh, I haven't really looked at the calendar but it seems like from the the takeaway is that it pushed back one of the territory wars cycles and we're going to have to wait till the end of the month now for the next territory wars. That's a bummer. I uh, need one more win. (laughs) I'm fine with it. Like I said Territory is not my favorite mode, but I do like the uh, I do like the rewards for it. So here's a question for you. Those. Okay, Territory War is not your favorite mode. What is your favorite mode? My favorite mode is raids and territory battles. Anything PVE, which is why Grand Arena and Territory Wars are not my favorite modes. But I'm 
pretty excited about Grand Arena right now. So okay, interesting. Yeah, well, that's good. All right, that was it. I've been that way in every game though. In, in yeah, Destiny, I'm more PVE than P- PVP. Yeah. In this game, I like the PVE more. Um, but I still play both. So if there was a way, let me just throw this out there. If there was a way to mix PVE and PVP, I would be totally interested in that because if I'm going down the Destiny train again, they just introduced a mode in their new up their new uh expansion that is it's about 80% PVE, and then at times, depending on what you do in the PVE, you can turn it into PvP. Like basically there's two teams fighting against the environment at the same time in a race. And then if you do certain things, then you can cross over and fight each other for a little bit. And then it goes back to PVE. If there was a way to do that somehow in this game, I would be all about it. Yeah. But PVE is my thing, but I still enjoy PVP. Obviously, my arena rank sucked for a long time and I got sucked it back into arena and being good at that and loving it now. So I do have more love for PvP than I used to, but yeah. So there's that. Interesting. Um, there's some, there were a lot of interesting things in this, like some really random bundles that were announced. They, I guess there might be just for newer players to give them more options for things to buy, but they added a, okay. a Sokotano bundle with 50 shards. Uh, they added an Amelin Holdo bundle for 50 shards. Um, interesting. There was another one. They added a director Krennic bundle as well Ooh. for 50 shards. So I, it's just the, the randomness of those three characters that they added bundles to. Yeah. I wanted to mention just because why, you know, seems like there's always a reason for everything. And I want to know if there's a reason for that. If That's, they're going to do something yeah. that makes director Krennic worth having at seven stars. I'm okay with that. You know, like a lot of people use him for certain things, but he's just not like a widely used character. So yeah. Interesting that they added those bundles for shards in there. Um, yep. And that's pretty much it for the update. Uh, they also added, um, I don't see a shard shuffle on the actual update, but they did move Bastila Sean and Candorous Ordo into shipments. So moving if you uh, I feel like they just Darth came Revan's, out. That seems fast. What's up? That seems fast to be going to shipments, doesn't it? Seems like it, but I mean the uh, that was probably 3 or 4 weeks ago that they came out. Was it? So doesn't seem like that long. Yeah, ago. I think so. Interesting. Okay. My question to you is are you going to be farming them early? Um not from shipments. I I mean as soon as they become like free farmable, like balls to the wall, I'm all in, but not until that point because I'm being well, only asked because we both know that. Uh, yes, yes, that <laughs> that was still that was too sh- not good. That was still not enough last time with Revan, yeah, to make it. So I'm wondering if you're going to push maybe to five stars and then wait there, or because <sighs> I'm thinking about it. That's all I'm saying. It's not a bad idea. I think it's actually a really good strategy. Uh, but my, I think my strategy is going to be a save up the crystals because, you know, once they become free to, 
free to play, easy to farm, whatever you want to call it, you know, that price reduces. So, you know, you can, you can get a, you can get more crystals for your buck basically. And I think that's how I like to farm. I like to be able to math it out and kind of get a pretty good idea of where I'm going to be at. So, uh, that's, that's going to be my strategy, I think. Because I I will say this, I did break down and actually buy the ten dollar packs this time. Like I said, I wasn't going to probably. A smart I thought strategy. about it and I still did it anyway. So I have all the packs. Uh, they haven't introduced a fifth character, so I'm kind of hesitant on whether I think there this is actually going to happen. But I don't know. The other thing I wanted to mention was a comment in chat that I find hilarious. Uh, from from northern border, my favorite mode is refreshing shipments to panic farm low gray. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm so frustrated. I spent like 700 crystals <laughs> refreshing the freaking store whenever I was live streaming, and uh, I don't even want to talk about no it. dice, not a no dice. Not a Luckily, no one saw it. dude i i i don't know what's going on internet the internet's weird for everyone i i don't know i can't figure it out it's whatever um what's next was there anything else i think that uh that's it from the uh that's it from the update notes so well i think it's time to get into that other thing that kit thing i like it so our boy C3PO is officially here. He's in game. It's so exciting. Um, if you didn't see, I did a <laughs> reveal video that you can find on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash pod, and kind of broke that down, went through all of his synergies, showed some gameplay footage, talked about it a little bit. And of course, you made a graphic that went went over with the community very well on version one. And then uh, you redeemed version <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm glad I was asleep when you posted that. Let's just say that. Oh yeah, the backlash was was fiery and fast. It was like an ambush. Um, I'm like, if you can't read it on most touch screens, you can just put your fingers together and slide them apart, and then yeah. everything zooms in. But hey. People want the boring fonts. That's fine. And that's probably what my graphic design instructors would have yeah. told me to do anyways. But whatever. No cuties something or another. Um, cutie caps. Cutie caps. That's, yeah. The cutie caps. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there is an awesome infographic on our Discord channel that you can go check out. And it it's great because it has the whole kit. And then at the bottom half, it has the takeaways. What the takeaways are is we basically break down his unique abilities by faction. And I think that's what we should do here. So we'll go over his first two abilities. And then rather than just reading off his unique abilities, we'll kind of tell you a couple things that are separate. And then we'll talk about what he does for each faction, because that's really the way it should be broken down to make it understandable and easily to easy to relate to because the teams, you know, depending on uh, what team you're going in with, you want to know what he does. And you don't want to have to go through and read five freaking abilities to be able to figure it out. Um, I think they could have laid this out better by doing it, <laughs> doing the unique abilities by faction, but they didn't. So they did it by effect. 
which is fine, but yeah, whatever. So let's just mm-hmm. go ahead and jump into C-3PO, who is light side alignment, support Galactic Republic, rebel resistance, and droid synergy. Or faction, categories, whatever you want to call them. He's an evasive support char- character that confuses foes and strengthens mixed faction interplay with translation. All right. So Boy, does he. Oh, and he does. He, Yeah. <laughs> this is a good kit, and it's, it's weird, too. Uh, all right. So his basic is baffling trick. Uh, C-3PO inflicts confuse for three turns, max three stacks, which cannot be evaded. I'm very yawny tonight. <laughs> this is not good. Uh, if the target is already confused, the duration for all current stacks resets to three turns. Reduce target enemy's turn meter by 6% and an additional 3% for each stack of translation on C-3PO. That is a possible total of 15% turn meter reduction. Confuse. Detrimental effects builds based on cumulative number of stacks. One stack cannot gain buffs. Two stacks cannot gain counter assist or gain bonus turn meter. For raid bosses, it's negative 30% counter chance. And three stacks is when this character uses basic ability, increase all their cooldowns by one. On raid bosses, it's negative 50% defense does not stack with defense down. So... Just to go off of what we talked about earlier with the Zeta, the one Zeta adds um, to his special, which we'll get to, to inflict Confuse twice on target enemy for three turns. Um, When the character's being used by the AI, it's always going to use the special first. So if this is Zeta, it's always going to infuse, inflict, to confuse, I tried to put all those words together in one word. That was awesome. It's going to inflict con- two confuses, and it's uh, immediately on his first turn, it's going to make it so that whoever he is targeting cannot gain buffs and cannot counter assist or gain bonus turn meter. Yes. So two very good, both having two stacks of that on the right character on the opposing team can be... A great start to the battle. Absolutely. And uh, along with the what happens from the special. But as far as the the basic goes, uh, it inflicts confuse, one confuse, just from the basic. Um, re- resets the stacks uh, durations if it adds another one, which is good. It's not, one's not going to fall off if you get, get, get two. They're going to stay two for three turns now. Three yep. will end up three for three turns. Like it refreshes it. And then all that extra turn meter removal is pretty great for, oh, yeah, a, for, sure. uh, for a basic. So Absolutely. We're already starting off crazy because Confuse is a new debuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it in the game before. So now he's got something special like most legendaries have to himself. But then we get into the special and realize that there's another buff. (laughs) Indeed. So he's got his own debuff and a buff. So what's up with the special? All right. Special, oh my goodness, has three-turn cooldown. C-3PO gains potency up and stealth for two turns. Then he and target other ally gain translation 
for three turns. C-3PO inflicts Confuse twice on target enemy for three turns, then calls all other allies with translation to assist, dealing 50% less damage. Um, all right, so translation is his special buff. And I'll go ahead and read off the what that does. It's kind of the exact opposite of Confuse, to be perfectly honest. Uh, one... One stack of translation is a 30% max health increase. Two stacks is a 15% crit chance increase. And three stacks is whenever uh, C-3PO uses basic ability, decrease the uh, character's cooldowns by one. Um, This is... And this is one that has... uh, Oh... This is the Zeta ability. Um, And it's the one that gives... Let's see. Him and R2... uh, Gives him and R2... What are you talking about? Wait. Hold on. What are you talking about? No. His Zeta on this one is the one that inflicts two confuses on target enemy. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, Yes. So... That's basically buff immunity and days right off the bat, and that is obviously amazing. This um... something oh. important to note about this special: you might want a slow C three PO if you're just because of this reason. Okay. If everyone goes before him and uses their specials, they'll all have translation. Then when C three PO goes. He will call every one of them in to assist on his first turn because, and we'll get to this in one of his five uniques, uh, everyone gains translation every time they use a special. A stack of translation every time they use a special. So, Mm. if everyone goes before him and uses a special, they'll all have translation. And then when he goes as the fifth person on the team... He will uh, call them all in to assist. So, worth a note or a thought to have him go last for that reason. Might not be what you want in PvP, but it might be what you want for a PvE team in a raid or TB or something like that. It just depends on where you're at. It might be better in one place or the other. I, I, I can't describe to you how excited I am about him in the raid. I am... I think he is going to be unbelievable in the raid. And I'm not, now, I, the, I haven't heard many other people talk about it. And I, don't I had why. a dream about this actually. Interesting. When the kit came out, totally weird. I woke up wondering why I was dreaming about this game, but it was more, it was after a Reddit post. I, was it a Reddit post or was it someone in our Discord? I can't remember. But the idea of using RJT, uh, R2D2, C-3PO, BB-8, and uh, who's the last one? Another resistance in phase one. Trooper? And just the... No, no, it wasn't him. It was BB-8, C-3PO, R2-D2, RJT lead, and uh, CLS. Really? CLS. If you find the Reddit post... If you combine those three, there's a there's a chance that every turn that anyone does, everyone's gaining like twenty percent turn meter, and every person that t- does an attack is 
reducing turn meter. It's an interesting concept. So if you go on Reddit, find yeah. that post. Very but I, uh, the first thing I thought of was phase one with that team and how good that could be. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. Um, for me, it's all about phase two and the heroic Sith raid. Um, maybe it's because I've been stuck on that phase anyway, having a lot of fun with it. But I think if you drop Joe Lee with the Revan lead team in phase two and stick in C-3PO, I think it's going to be absolutely out of this world. Interesting. I'm excited. You know, the biggest, we're kind of stopping in the middle of the kit talking about this stuff, but yeah, we should keep going. Maybe. Yeah. Let's let's, I'm going to write this down so I don't forget it, but okay, uh, continue. Um, all right. So rather than reading off his actual uniques, I think we should go to the little thing that you made and talk about that specifically. Uh, I'm going to touch on a couple points in his kit, but then I want to go into that because I think that's a lot more important than just reading off his uniques. Um, Actually, you have all that stuff on here, so we'll just go to this page anyway. All right, so here's the deal. This is basically a breakdown of what all his unique does because, like we said, you can break it down by faction, and so that's what we're going to do. C3PO... He gains 20 speed from his unique. Just plus 20 speed. That's great. Him and R2-D2 both get 10% evasion for each of their own stacks of translation. That is obviously super awesome because, uh, you know, it's always good when, you know, R2-D2 and C-3PO can stick around a little bit longer. So those two have a little bit of synergy working together. Then something before you continue, okay. Something that I want to point out about R2D2 that's not on my graphic R2D2 by himself will also get the Rebels, Resistance, and Galactic Republic gains, all three of them. Yes, because he has all of those tags. So, him, him, besides Ewoks, who get we'll get to that getting double of pretty much all of them. Yes. R2-D2 gains single from every faction that one of these uniques gets to. So pairing R2 with C-3PO's, he's going to get a lot of bonuses. Oh, yes. Yeah, that is true. I mean, that's... And I think that's one thing that's pretty easy to go look over is just all the stuff that he gains, like you said. But no matter what faction they are, every character who is an ally to C-3PO gets... Plus 10% defense penetration, plus 10% critical damage, and plus 10% potency. Those are really nice bonuses. That's, I mean, that's pretty hard to beat. Like, we'll we'll take all that stuff. But, it gets better. I mean, <laughs> wait, there's more. Rebels gain. There's more. Uh, translation... They gain translation for three turns every time they use a special ability. They inflict exposed for two turns and cannot be evaded, though it can be resisted on target when they use their basics. So, you've seen some videos out there where, like, Han shoots first, um, and, like, it gets resisted. That can give Commander Luke Skywalker a turn meter. So, 
there are some ways to sneak in and grab some turn meter against like a Revan team and get a slower CLS to go before a Revan, actually, which is super cool. Um, let's see. The videos on that are pretty fun to watch as well. Yes. Yeah. They're, I've they're seen, really good. There's a video I posted in Discord of CLS team. Uh, basically, they had R2D2 smoke screen onto a nest, and then the dude hit auto and it autoed Revan's. Yep. Yeah, it was that was pretty crazy. I think there was some I think there was some targeting in there. I don't think it was full auto, but uh it definitely went before Revan and took out the entire Revan team. So it was interesting. I didn't pay attention that closely, it's possible, mm-hmm. but who knows. Um and then Rebels also gained ten percent potency. That's what Rebels gained from his unique abilities. Resistance characters. Uh, They also gain translation for three turns whenever they use a special. They inflict offense down on target when using a special. They gain 10% critical damage for each stack of translation. That is a possible total of 30% critical damage. This is why he's so good with RJT. RJT always crits. And this is like giving you an extra... This is like giving you a sliced crit damage primary mod on them because once again i one up you go for it because it's if they have three stacks of translation it's actually going to be 40 percent crit damage that's why i said a slice six dot primary 42 percent 40 close right but you said 30 percent from for resistance games but they also get 10 percent from the allies yeah yeah I'm, so I'm the saying total, they'll yeah. get forty percent. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you that was clear, so I wanted to make sure that was yeah. crystal clear yes. with this large wall yep. of text here. They get it from the the all ally stuff, so they get the ten percent defense penetration, the potency, the the ten percent crit damage, and then on top of that, they get another thirty percent crit damage, and they do the uh, offense down when using a special and. That offense down can be pretty important, especially for someone like Resistance Trooper, who resets his cooldown whenever he uses his special on someone that's already debuffed. That can be really beneficial, just having more debuffs out there. Um, Galactic Republic, so this is like Jedi and clones. Uh, Translation for three turns when they use the basic. They gain 10% defense penetration for each stack of translation for a possible total of 30% plus the 10% they get from all allies for a total of 40%. And then they gain 15% protection up two turns. Non-self-stacking, when they gain a non-unique, non-protection buff, that is a mouthful. The really interesting (laughs) thing here that I love, this right here is part of the reason why I am so damn excited about C-3PO with that Jedi team! All right. I have to explain. You remove Jolie, you're losing 10% crit chance, 10 speed, 10% offense. However, I think that will be mitigated by multiple factors. One, Grandmaster Yoda, he's your primary damage dealer. He's the only one that really matters. Grandmaster Yoda getting 40% defense penetration. His defense penetration, if completely maxed, is at 80. So he would gain an additional 32 
you know, damage penetration, taking him up to 112. So that's going to be a nice, uh, nice increase on the amount of damage he does. You know, if you get the defense penetration buff, you kind of know about what that does. Well, this is approximately, uh, what, 20% of that, roughly? Um, or additional that he gets, because that's plus 150. This uh, this would be 32 uh, increase on defense penetration. But that's not it. Because of his special ability with three stacks of Confuse on the anime scion who has ridiculous defense it's basically like a stack of armor shred because it's negative 50 percent defenses on bosses so all that extra defense penetration is going to lead to a lot more damage from grandmaster yoda however i'm not even sure any of that is the most important thing that he offers to making your revan team absolutely totally kick ass in phase two the other thing is where is it uh um yeah tesh is uh tesh brings up a good point in chat okay um bastila and uh revan will not give themselves translation Because they are neither uh, rebel resistance yes. or uh, Galactic, Galactic Republic. Republic. That and is they're true. certainly not Ewok. So yep. this this is what I was going to bring up to you while you were talking to that. Okay. Might, I was going to say it might be better to put uh, Ezra in for Bastila because mm. he is Jedi. Or he is a rebel, so he's going to get those rebel ones. Um that's true. But then I, I was thinking he was Galactic Republic, but he's not. So it's it's you're trading. At least with Ezra, you're going to get bonuses from C3PO. Basil Sean, you won't get any, and she won't give herself translation, but Ezra will. So Yes. Revan, you can't do anything about. He's got uh C3PO. Does he give translation? Or do they have to get it themselves? Because Revan might okay. never have his special ability. Is C3PO gains potency up and self up for two turns. He and target other ally gain translation for three turns. Also inflict confuse two times on target for three turns, then call all allies with translation to assist. So he has okay, there you go. he has a mass assist that will give turn meter to Grandmaster Yoda. That's very important. Two, he can give it to a target other ally, which would be Bastila Sean, in my opinion. And then um Let's see. Uh, there's something I'm looking for. I cannot remember what it is. Um, oh, I cannot find it. Well, we're going down a rabbit hole on a team right now, yes. and not the kit. So let's just keep yes, going. Yes. <laughs> uh, there was something else. I cannot. I cannot find it. Okay, Ewoks. Uh, let's go to, um, let's go to, oh, no, sorry. I remember what it is. Sorry. I have to just go back to this translation. Once you get three stacks of translation on Bastila Sean specifically, 
whenever C-3PO, it'll take a little bit of time to do that. But once you do that, when C-3PO uses his basic ability, he will reduce, reduce that character's cooldowns by one. That is very important because she is the one that gives crit chance up and offense up to Grandmaster Yoda. This should allow her to be on a two-turn cooldown on that ability. And along with turn meter swapping with Revan, you should be able to pretty much keep offense up and crit chance up on Grandmaster Yoda most of the time. And there shouldn't be those lulls where you don't have it. And I think all those combined factors, I think c 3 Bill is going to be absolutely unbelievable in that team. I'm done on my tangent. All right. Ewok... Ewok allies. Uh, Ewoks gain uh, translation for th three turns whenever they use special ability. They have plus 20% potency, critical damage, defense, penetration for each stack of translation. So that is a possible total of 70% potency, 70% critical damage, and 70% defense penetration total whenever they have three stacks <laughs> of translation. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Not only Pretty that, nuts. what do they need? What do they need sixty percent potency for? Oh, maybe it's so they can inflict expose when targeting on their basic. How freaking <laughs> fantastic is that? It's they go so often. That's gonna be nasty. As well, that the amount of exposes that they would be throwing out in yes. that point well, is just ridiculous. And the thing is, when you daisy chain say four attacks together. It's like attack expose, then uh, attack and dispel that expose and apply another one. Attack and, you know, activate that expose, apply another one. Like, you can, one mass attack with the Ewoks with C-3PO on there could take 60% of a character's health just through the exposes of that chain of attacks. That is very, very awesome. And not only that, but they inflict the offense down when using a special, and they gain the 15% uh, protection up when gaining a non-unique non-protection buff. So they basically get everything that everyone else gets. Uh, mm -hmm. The only Isn't it doubled? Yes. Like, yeah, the potency, crit damage, and the defense penetration oh, okay, are double. doubled. Right. Yes. And no. the only difference is that um, the they don't have the actual tag synergy for them. You know, all the other places he gives benefits, they have a tag synergy. So, man, this kid is really awesome. And like I said, um, this is kind of a lot to take in. But if you go to Discord and look up this thing, the bottom half of that below the kit, at the unique takeaways part, I think that's a really good spot to look at whenever you're thinking about how to build a team with C-3PO. Because you can look at that and think, like, do I want to go with the Resistance team or Rebels team? Well, you can go look at this and just compare the two and what benefits he actually gives in each of those teams and go from there. I think that's a, I think that's going to be a really good way to figure out what you're going to do with this. Um, you know, him and, you know, various team comps or whatever. I think one of my biggest questions is that on the forum post introducing his kit, it talked. It showed an RJ. It showed a resistance team. It showed a Jedi team. None of the recommended teams for C-3PO were an Ewok team, and it just seems like there's a lot of fun to be had with him and an Ewok team. So I don't know why that wasn't one of their recommended teams, but 
That's a good it question. Love, it looks really fun. Yeah, I I don't know. That's that's a good question. And it's going to be one of those things that's especially when you're talking about Grand Arena, I think he I mean, he will make the Ewoks like a total death squad. You know, yeah. do not screw with the Ewoks with C3PO. They're, you know, it's it's I like think I found my new defense team. It might be. I mean, <laughs> they're going to be ridiculously good. But C-3PO just has so many. I mean, he can do something for whatever team is lacking. I think that's I think that's the biggest takeaway is if you have one of those faction teams that is missing something, missing synergy, missing an attacker, missing buffs or damage output or something, you can put him on there and get it, you know. He has the ability to give turn meter to rebels. He has the ability to just amplify what the resistance already does unbelievably well. Um, makes the walks the death squad, uh, Galactic Republic. <laughs> he makes them even more difficult to kill. Hell, I lost to a team with a gear 11 C3PO earlier today. Um, you kind of have to take him out first. My typical strategy of one-shotting Grandmaster Yoda and then marking Joe Lee is typically what I do, but did not work with this team. Uh, I, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, it's a, uh, it'll be interesting. I am really looking forward to all of the theory crafting once we, now that we have them in our hands. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's, and it'll be community wide because obviously as game changers, we haven't had a chance to even really play with them yet. So that's true. Everybody at the same time unlocking this dude, seeing what we can do, it'll be fun. And so, yep, excited for that. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to mention, uh, because of what is it? Because of the way, because of uh, translation, the uh, 15% crit chance. If you drop Joe Lee for C3PO, Grandmaster Yoda will actually have 5% more crit chance. So, you know, that that is increasing the damage overall as well. Had to. Very nice, very nice. Had to add that in. Very very excited about (laughs) that team. What team are you most excited about with C3PO? Once I saw the doubled on Ewoks thing, and since I already have them all, uh, as far as PvP goes, like Territory Wars and... Grand Arena, probably with them. I think all my other teams have pretty much they've got their own spot, and I have the people in them. But it would be it's going to be interesting to see if he works in there on a defense team better than say having Elder in there. I think I, I would think I would take out Elder and put C three PO in his spot. So that's what I that will be my first test. Might even be this week. I'm. Uh, I might throw him in in that last Grand Arena this week. So nice or last round, I should say. What about uh, Heroic AAT? What? Because uh, we got one of those tomorrow. So, uh, what do you think about him there? I want to try that team I was talking about for Phase One of the Heroic Sith Raid, and this is what I remember. I said I'd write something down because we were in the middle of the kit. Yep. Well, Heroic AAT comps is what I was I wrote down because. It seems like uh, I'm really hoping that there's a team that we just don't know yet that he could make work to auto the heroic AT. 
the turn meter reduction from his basic, um, the way I'm hopeful for that team that was uh, theory crafted on Reddit that that might work. I don't know if it. The problem with a full auto team in Heroic AT is that because when the tank is there, unless you have someone doing a really, really strong AoE, auto always targets the, the front of the tank and not the guns. Not so always, but ca- usually. Pretty much, unless they're countering, they'll go after those guns. But you would have to find a way to put someone in there that could take care of that part of it, like a Wampa. Yes. I don't know. But yep. I'm hoping that we can find a heroic AT. Uh, oh, what I'm trying to say. Solo Auto team, team yeah. with C-3PO. Because I think it's time. I am so tired of that raid and having to do it manually in certain phases. I'm ready to, uh, I'm ready for it to go the way of the Rancor, especially if PVE is the next thing and we end up getting another raid in the next year. I don't want to be still running manually three raids. So, all right. So here's, hoping we can figure that out. The, the problem with Roke AT is phase one. Um, Phase two can be a problem, but it's mostly phase one when you're talking about autoing. I've only found one team so far that will do it on auto without issues. Um, And I would say it's about like a 90% success rate even. And that is Admiral Akbar lead with CLS, Han Solo, Hermit Yoda, and BB-8. I usually leave Akbar kind of weak and kind of let him die. And then that's a phase one team. Yes. Just auto phase one. Just hit auto. I was say 90 per- I, I was like 90% to auto the whole raid every time. Why are we talking about this more? No, but no, it's no, just I phase was... one. That makes more yes. sense. Well, and like, so it's really good in phase one. It works well because, you know, every seventh turn, the way that um, General Grievous gains 100% turn meter, he can't do that with that team. Because you always have a Han or Commander Luke being called in no matter what happens. And, you know, that removes turn meter. Now, I do think that a CLS lead, Han Solo, uh, C-3PO, BB-8, and maybe Wampa could do it. And I think you would have to have... You'd kind of have to have it set up to where Han Solo does good damage, but still fast enough that you basically just have to get lucky to not have Wampa be the seventh attack too many times. Because as long as Mm -hmm. it's C-3PO, Han Han or Commander Luke, you're in a good spot. Uh, BB-8, as you know, like he's not going to attack. So, you know, you have four characters and three of them are going to remove turn meter on their basic. Um, and I guess C-3PO, his isn't actually an attack, but, um, he can still remove the turn meter, which is obviously important, but, uh, it would also work really well under an Akbar lead. The problem with Akbar lead is if you throw him in there, you're giving up like Wampa or someone like that and giving up that AOE that is really important when you hit phase two and phase four. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
It's going to be fun. I'm really digging this dude. One of, he's he's lit, he's one of my kids' favorite characters. Obviously, kids love droids for some reason. Doesn't matter who they are. But uh one of my kids' favorite characters which makes him more endearing to me overall as a character. I was really excited to see him coming to the game, so I'm really excited to play with him. Uh, for once he's not an old republic character that's new to the game, so someone I know and have a long long running uh memory of so yeah i'm excited for this dude cool exactly so i wanted uh, i don't know if you have a sounder or if you're going into this next section i want to mention what is the next section well, hold on before we do that i want to mention one other thing that i just now thought of um admiral akbar with c-3po CLS and Wampa could be really interesting because what you know the three stacks of translation. Once you get those on Wampa, he's going to be stacking up his offense because of getting his cooldown reduced quite a bit. Because anytime anything happens, C3PO could be called in as that assist, and because he's using the basic ability, decreasing the cooldowns of everyone that has three stacks. That could, oh my god! The amount of the amount of offense that Wampa could add to himself. Imagine if every every second or even because I think it's a four turn cooldown. If every two to three turns he gets to use that, it could be super awesome. Yeah, for sure. I if they want to if if they want to find a way to make me love Wampa more, I'm all for it. So. Hmm. I'm really going to be racking my brain on this because uh, I feel like there's something here. All right. So uh, you want to move on to the next thing? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, we want to thank our good old friends over at Blue Designs. Go to bluedesigns.com and use the promo code SOPOD and get 20% off of some absolutely amazing headphones. Not Yoda ears, but headphones. <laughs> or microphone. Um, I'll be honest. This sexy little bastard here, this uh, this blue Yeti Nano is is one hell of a microphone for under a hundred dollars. The it's it's compact. It's easy to go. Uh, I'm showing it on the live stream. You know, if you're listening in audio, um, I even did a review on it. It does. It sounds ridiculously good. It's pretty much plug and play. So if you're like somebody that's looking to get into podcasting or uh, YouTube video making or whatever, I think this is a fantastic choice. It is a really, really good microphone. Um, I've been thinking about starting like... I've been wrecking my brain on like a YouTube channel for like house repair and stuff. And I was thinking like how I would record it. And I was like, this would be really good. It would be super easy. Just take this to work and set it up and talk into it. It'd be freaking fantastic. So that may be my next experiment on that. But uh, yeah, if you need something like that, make sure you go there and use that promo code SOPOD and get 20% off. Holidays are coming up. It would make a really great gift for somebody. So. Oh, yeah. If nothing else, if they're not trying to record anything, the headphones are amazing. So. <laughs> oh, man. I'll just say that much. Like, I, I've, I'll be honest. There's 
there's never really been a time in which another guy's voice is like just really made me just feel nice and warm inside and yours does and I think it's because of these blue headphones that I'm listening through I really do well it's the I'm only glad that they could do that for me because because yeah. <laughs> if you ever call me on the cell phone you're like who that who are you <laughs> that is true <laughs> all right so here's the deal uh elusive one who won one of our $30 gift cards last week has asked us to re-gift. And he wants us to re-gift his $30 Twitch sub um $30 Twitch sub gift card. So, we're back at it this week. We're going to pull another name. So, one here we are again. If you're purple in our Discord channel or if you are one of our subs on Twitch, you have a chance right now to win a $30 gift card. So, all right. If you're not a Twitch sub, Amazon Prime, if you have that, you can get a free Twitch Prime subscription to our channel, which would open you up to the possibility of getting this gift card every month. So, if you want to be eligible for the gift card in January, See if you can do that. There's all you don't have to have Amazon Prime to sub. You can just sub and okay. you know support the podcast that way if you want to. But it does give you a chance to win this gift card. But if you are already subbing, Wink has got you covered for this month. So let's see and who's gonna win round two. And man, if you got Amazon Prime, it's so easy and free. We would love it. And like I said, you know, you you could get your Amazon Prime paid for in a year. Just off of gift cards hey. by subbing. I mean, it's so easy. I do have a winner, and our winner is the last person to post in chat, very ironically. So, McTweet82. Hey. McTweet82. Uh, I'd say for the I'd say for the past five episodes, McTweet has been a chat, uh, a chatter every week. So, uh, I'm yeah. Good on you, man. Thanks for supporting us. I'm happy Indeed. to give you this gift card this week. And uh, glad to have you here, man. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And hit me up on Discord after this, and I will make sure to get you that gift card. Now, I forgot to do something last week. I forgot to thank our patrons individually, which we like to do every month. So uh, I am going to do that real quick. Big shout out and thank you very much to all of our patrons. Ringer, J-Pod, Maze Window, Supreme Vengeance, Elton Blues, Turner Viobi, Z Splash, Jitsu Jet, Ruskies, Dr. She Sith, Boba Finn, Elon Mustard, Painted Land, Ben underscore NZ, Rock, Vistarakai, STL Bruise, Recoil, Tyric Thorn, EOK, Boo Earns, BMZR, War Bobby, As New and Azazale, new Patreon for this month. Thank you. Uh, Quoth, sorry, Cable. Chicken Bottom, M4, <laughs> Bucky B, Ron Paul Bunyan, uh, Dean McMull2, Darth Molly, Anthony H, Zizer, Infidel, DJ, Michael Bluth, Lauren Duthane, Gore Stag, Han Pikey, and Sleepy Bulldog. And then, just this week, we had someone else uh, subscribe as a new patron. So, Electra Duval, thank you very much. Yes, thank you to all of our patrons and all to our Twitch subs. 
We appreciate you, and we're glad to show that appreciation every month. Indeed. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to this next thing. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. (laughs) I love that sound. (laughs) So great. All right. This week, this one we're going to talk about. I've labeled it Keep on E-Walking. That's because I want to talk about the benefits of continuing to gear your Ewoks past the C-3PO event and what that could mean for you. We talked about the benefits a little bit earlier in the show. They're great on Territory War offense. They're pretty good on defense. Um, No one ever seems to fight mine on Territory War defense or Grand Arena, so it's hard for me to quantify how good they are on defense unless people are just scared of seeing golden murder bears. But... Possible. Those are two areas that they're really good in. I talked about light side territory battles, having an extra combat mission team. Um, there's a lot of benefits to these guys, and I want to just kind of talk about where do you get them, what the best abilities to Omega are, what the best Zeta order is, and a couple other things. Now, I'm going to say this first and foremost. This information was posted on Reddit by a guy named Dagothur13. I talked to Dagothur on Reddit, asked him if I could use his post for a segment on this show, and he was all about it. Uh, he's really cool guy, really uh, wants to help the community. He didn't, he, he's told me, he's like, you didn't even have to ask. It's there in the public. Just use it however you want. So I want to say thanks to him for posting that. Um, so let's talk about the the uh, the golden, golden murder bears. So cool. The question becomes, who do you farm? That's the first thing that Dago had posted on his post. And uh, for most battles, the optimal lineup, which holds to what I've been saying for the past few weeks, and that is the optimal lineup for Murder Bears, Chirpa Lead, Wicket, Low Gray, Paplu, and Elder. Now, Scout is also a good one for offense to throw in in the place of, say, Paplu, if you need that extra offense, because he has that assist uh, ability as well as does good damage. And sometimes in this team, the most damage just comes from Chirpa and Wicket and the rest are utility. So if you're, you do it, if you're doing offense in Territory Wars or um, or uh, Grand Arena, you might want to throw Scout in there. But the optimal team is Chirpa lead, Wicket, Logre, Paplu, and Elder. Um not surprising that the four newest Ewoks outrate the three oldest, being Tebow, uh, Elder, and uh, Scout. Yep. So there you go. But this is the team. Uh, so Dago said, this is the team that I ran in Arena right through most of the Treya meta. So good on him for sticking with it. <laughs> Obviously, um, here's a funny thing. You remember when... Revan, the day Revan came out, there came that video of Treya, of a, a of a murder bears beating a Revan lead. Yes, I do. This was him. Oh, okay. this was his video. Okay, so he's the one with the crazy mods on his Ewoks that makes them really good in arena. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Very nice. 
So with good mods and a little luck, you can beat any team in arena and holds very well on defense and territory wars. Uh, let's see. Like I said, if you don't have low gray or wicket, scout is an acceptable replacement. Unfortunately, despite being one of the lot of veteran players have geared for his old Rancor team, Tebow is significantly worse than either, any other Ewok, which is why mine is still gear nine. So totally fair. There's that. Um, kind of sucks that the one that the most people probably had the most gear on is the one you want to keep out most of the time for everything yeah. with Ewoks, but. <laughs> That's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. So he's also got an Omega order here that's pretty good. Um, kind of listing off the best Omegas for the uh, Ewok team. The first one is Logre's Prophetic Visions. Uh, starting everyone with offense up and advantage makes that opening barrage much more deadly. So, um, yeah, let me bring up my Ewoks here. I want to point out that this Reddit post has 1.5k upvotes. Oh yeah. This it that blew is up. Crazy. It's very good information. I don't even know how many other posts I've seen with that many upvotes ever. So it is is definitely one to uh go look up. Yeah that 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 omega on low gray Ewok allies gain advantage in offense up for two turns. That is his Prophetic Visions, which is his second special. So if you are able to use that second special first in an arena battle before your guys are going, if you can get that off before Chirpa's turn, and they all have the advantage in offense up when he calls everyone in, pretty good chance you're going to take someone out or at least heavily (laughs) take down their health and protection. So... That would be the first one. Wicket's Fort Amp Forest. For my name's Forest. Forest Ambush <laughs> is a cooldown minus one and plus five percent turn meter gain. So that's the one with the AOE, his AOE. So it takes his AOE down to three turns, which is great because if you have his Zeta, that's the one that's going to um heal the whole team a ton yep. when you use it uh having that one percent or that one turn meter reduction means you're using it much more often and you're going to want to use it every time it's up as far as i'm concerned uh the other part to it is ewok allies gain 10 percent turn meter for each crit hit scored so that's the other part of that omega is it adds five percent so not now it's not five percent for each crit it's ten percent for each crit so Five people on the board, you crit every one of them, everyone gets 50% turn meter. Whew. That's uh, not too shabby, and also a reason why I say use this every time, especially with a Zeta, because you're healing everyone and hooking them all up with a bunch of turn meter. So, next up is Chirpa's Tribal Unity. That is the one uh, that adds... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, was, I was just going to add in... Um, do you have any idea how important that makes crit chance on Wicket? I mean... Very important. Like... Mine is... Uh, I think mine is modded for it. Or at least... So, I am... No, it's not. 
I am currently just kind of running through battles on this thing, to be perfectly honest, as we're doing the podcast. And I think that has just inspired me to, uh, you know, retake a look at my wicket and throw some extra crit chance on him. Because whenever he does that AOE, you can pay attention to that AOE. And, you know, when you're getting kind of low on turn meter, like it could be 50% turn meter. Actually, in this, there are six enemies. You know, it could be more than that, you know. Uh, it's really, really awesome. Like, this is one of those so, times where you should probably use a crit chance primary. Here's the best news, at least at gear 12. That AoE does physical damage, not special damage. Without the mods on my wicket, he would have fifty or 49% crit chance on physical damage. With his mods, his crit chance for would not modded for crit chance. I don't have any crit chance uh, sets, but I add thirteen percent crit chance to him. His crit chance is sixty two percent for physical. So he's he pretty for me. He pretty much always crits on his AOE and on his basic, which means yep. every time he takes a turn, dis- besides his uh, second special, which I think is special damage, he's critting, which is healing everyone. Yep. Or never mind, uh, his second special is also physical damage. So all he does is physical damage, which means pretty much without any crit chance mods on him, he's already got almost 50% at gear 12 crit chance. That's pretty good. So he crits a lot anyway, uh, at least one half of the time if you don't have any mods on him. So this is a great, that's why this, that makes that Omega really good. I'm going to have to remember that for my video because that's something that I'm going to want to talk about soon is characters that benefit specifically from critical chance primaries. And I think he's one of them because of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. It really keeps the team healed as well because of that. Uh, Crap, I keep forgetting that. Three more Omegas. Paplu, Logre, and Wicket's basic. So Paplu's basic. Adds, if an Ewok ally calls Paplu to assist, they also gain defense up for two turns. That was Dago's recommendation. I hate defense up, but it can help keep your bears (laughs) alive when they're a little sticky. But uh, Paplu's, that's Paplu's. Logre's is, if an Ewok ally calls Logre to assist, they also gain tenacity up for two turns. We all love tenacity up, so that's... There's a lot of assists that can be thrown out with this team, especially with Chirpa's leader ability. So they might not even do it on purpose, but they'll call another ally to assist because of Chirpa's leader and gain these buffs from either Logre or uh, Paplu. And as far as Wicket goes, his is if an Ewok ally calls Wicket to assist, they can also gain crit chance up for two turns. So those three Omegas all add a buff to a character if they call an assist from another Ewok. That's one of these three Ewoks, which is just another way to get more buffs onto this team, which already gets a lot of buffs anyway. Yep. So that's why you, you throw those in there. Uh, Low Grace Hypnotize, which is one of my favorite moves of all the Ewoks, but Hypnotize is the uh, dispel all buffs, remove 100% turn meter, add days to the entire other team. Amazing. Well, the Omega adds 30% uh, 
turn meter reduction. So it takes it from remove 70% turn meter to remove 100% turn meter. And then it's also cooldown minus one. So it takes it down from a four turn cooldown to a three turn cooldown. That's pretty good. And uh, anything else, any other uh, Omegas on this team, the main team I'm talking about, are just going to probably add more damage. Okay. Which More damage is always good, but if you want to get the most out, those are the ones you want to do first, and then the others. Yep. So, the only gr- red dots on mine I have left are Zetas for Paplu and Logray. So, I have them all, and it's wonderful. Do you think but, the Wicket Zeta is worth it? Do I? Yes. Well, if you remember three weeks ago, I said, when I you asked me Zeta order, I said Wicket above Chirpa. So... I definitely think it's worth it. That's the one I would have suggested to anyone with a murder bear team first was that one, just because of the sheer amount of healing it does. Yeah. And especially I use them on te- on defense in, in PVP, all that healing as they go along, it's huge. Very annoying. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm considering doing it. I'm considering it. Ah. <sighs> You have to keep talking me into it, though. This murder bear thing is, <laughs> this is your area of expertise. I love me some murder bears. All right, so here's, we're going into uh, Dago's Zeta order, and uh, basically what he feels like the best way to go is. And his his is the one I kind of changed to after I said Wicket first. It was your Zeta Chirpa. Uh, if you don't know what Zeta Chirpa does, let me just tell you. Because it is kind of important to the team. Zeta Chirper adds, whenever an Ewok ally uses a special ability, 60% chance to call another random Ewok ally to assist. That's pretty good. Wicket has two specials. Wicket is almost always using a special. Yep. So there's more assists. Logre has two specials. Paplu has two specials. Ewok Elder has two specials. Yep. Chirpa has two specials. Everybody has a lot of specials on this team. So there's always going to be chances almost every other turn if they're not if they're not stuck using their basic, someone next up is probably going to be using a special. So there's a really good chance you're going to be calling in Ewok allies to assist over and over over with this Zeta, which is what makes it makes the team tick. And another thing is something that makes this team really work with this Zeta is that Ewok Elder on his basic ability, if he gets called in to assist, which can happen pretty often, his basic is going to add 50% turn meter to himself and 25% turn meter to all the other Ewoks. And there's a 60% chance that happens every time he uses a basic. And Ooh. it seems like it happens almost every time. So yeah. it's important when he's for him to get assists with that basic to add turn meter and just keep the train rolling. So that's why Chir- Chirpa Zeta is so important. Now he goes into more of a... Uh, Low gray versus wicket uh, Zeta argument, and he talks about low grays being faster healing, um, boosts max health on top of the healing, but it's more conditional and easier to disrupt by simply dispelling health up 
Uh, very effective Zeta for shorter battles like Arena or Territory War. Zeta Wicket gives slow healing on both heal and protection. This is most effective for longer battles like raids and territory battles. So according to his post, you're going to get more healing for a territory war or grand arena team out of a low gray Zeta than a wicket. But as okay. f- overall, I still think wicket's better okay. either way. Because if you have a fast wicket getting speed up, because they get speed up all the time, he's going to be going often enough that you're going to be getting a lot of those quote unquote slow heals. So, so are you just saying that you should make him wicket fast? Wicket fast. You want it wicket, wicket fast for sure. <laughs> I like it. Cool. Let me just read off what low grade Zeta is okay. for anyone that doesn't know. Actually, I'll read off both of them. So I'll start with Wicket, which is the one I keep talking about. That's awesome. But it adds... Where is it there? Furtive Tactics. Whenever Wicket scores a crit hit, all Ewok allies recover 4% health and 2% protection. So, yeah. He's scoring 5 crits on his AoE. You do the math. That's a lot of healing. Which is why the screen turns green with numbers every time he does his AoE. Because every person's getting like five different heals. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I wish that I was fast enough to take a screenshot after his AoE of all the numbers that just cover the screen. It it makes the screen look like the Matrix. Like, literally. Interesting. It's crazy. <laughs> That's Wicked Zeta. Low Grace is uh, adds... When Logre is active, whenever an Ewok ally scores a crit hit, that ally gains health up for two turns, and then all Ewok allies with health up recover 10% health. So if they're critting a lot, they'll have health up. If they continue to crit, they will gain 10% health uh, healing. Okay. And health up the buff. So a lot of healing to be done with Logre as well. And the Papluzeta is one that I've often as well thought about if I just had an extra one laying around. But uh, low grace is whenever, not low grace, Paplu's is whenever Paplu gains a status effect, he recovers 5% health. I don't know if you know this. Ewoks gain a crap ton of status effects. I've Good or noticed, bad. yes. They gain those just about every turn, it seems like. This might also be helpful in the C-3PO legendary event. Because a lot of the time, they either go right after Elder or they go right after uh, Paplu. So if they're going right after Paplu and the RNG does that to you, all those buffs and all those debuffs they're adding to him as they continually barrage him, He'll continue uh-huh. to heal himself and hopefully keep himself alive long enough for you to get the turn meter train on your own Ewoks going. So that's a thought. Uh, I can't try it, but it is an idea. Must be nice to not be able to try it. I'm trying. Must be Look, nice. T- was T-Money last week was calling us all pompous for having our golden bears. I'm trying to be humble here. Okay. <laughs> Please don't make me. I'm not sure you're doing a great job, but you're trying. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um, talking about gearing now of Ewoks, what's the most effective gear as you go? Uh, Elder and Wicket are two of the better ones. 
Uh, Elder can hide behind stealth and revive everyone. So he wants plenty of health to prevent him dying to an AoE attack. You know, Wicked provides most of the damage for the team. Definitely you want to keep him alive because if he goes down and well, Elder can't bring him up, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. So, yeah. The more gear you have on Wicket, the harder he is. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of them besides him and Chirpo will hit for seven, 7,000 crits, 9,000 crits. And you're like, wow, this is really bad. But when Wicket goes off for 20,000 or Chirpa's going for fifteen to 16,000, those are the dudes you want to have high geared because they're going to really carry the team. Paplu is, I'd say after Elder and Wicket, uh, reading here from Dago, Paplu is next. Uh, he's not only because he's easy to gear until around gear 10, but his percentage-based healing means that more health makes him much harder to kill. Interesting. So, yeah, if you don't know about Paplu... I really wish I had him at 7 star because I think he would make this event a lot easier. Yeah, he's... Oh, you don't have Paplu? Or, sorry, no, no, no. It's Logra I don't have. Never mind. Yes, I do mm-hmm. have Paplu. He dies very quickly. <laughs> gotta get... Gotta get your Paplu up. I mean, what? Yeah, I think he's... Yeah. <laughs> Logra and Chirpa both play more supportive roles, so they're your last priority for gear. As long as you have enough speed to keep up with Paplu and Logra has decent potency, you can probably get away with keeping them on low gear. It's worth noting, though, that both of these gain a ton of health through gear 12, as most player characters do. Ewoks are pretty squishy. They gain a lot of health and protection back, but you want them to survive those beginning onslaughts and battles so that they can start regaining that stuff and then really start getting the turn meter rolling and destroying everything in their murder bear path. So, very nice. And uh, J2 DeBizzle has said in chat the thing is that Paplu dispels that indoor taunted guy. Yeah, that indoor taunting guy is very freaking annoying. All I did was use Wicket to call in Paplu. Take all his buffs away. Killed Chewbacca. Killed uh, Han. He he uh, he taunted again, and by that time, I my my assist was up again. Dispelled it again, and just continued destroying everything in its path. But then again, that only can happen if you're staying alive. So stay alive. That's that's the uh, staying alive. Uh. That's background Stay music. Uh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Off the rails. Oh. But, yes. So that's how it goes. Those are, those are the important uh, things you need to know while you keep on e-walking. But I'm, I want to appeal to the masses and say... Keep gearing those guys because you're going to get a very good return on it. I'm not so You'll sure. See. I'm not convinced. 
I mean, Skeptical. when you need six defense teams and you got to take out six teams on offense, it's really nice to have a team that can play both sides of that. So, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm finding having them ready to go in Grand Arena has been a really good thing for me. Yeah. That's understandable. I mean, it with the Grand Arena, it definitely changes things. I mean, you want to be able to you want to have teams to you know, plenty of teams. And these synergy teams, it's ridiculous how good they've gotten in this game. I mean, because synergy teams used to be mostly worthless. They used to be kind of terrible. And now it's kind of all about synergy teams. You don't want to break them up for those mishmash teams anymore. So, No, no. You pretty much see and no First one, Orders and Rebels and yeah. Siths and Jedis and Resistances. But and no one has more synergy than the Ewoks. I mean, they are, that's what they are. They are living, breathing synergy. They literally have all the, everything that you could hope for in a synergy team as far as dispels, uh, cleanses, a, you know, the only thing that they lack is damage. But they have so much turn meter uh, yeah. manipulation that it's damaged get by the damage, volume. So. Not damaged yeah. by, you know. Death by a thousand cuts. Pretty much. Or a thousand <laughs> sticks. Death by a thousand pokes. Exactly. That's what, never mind. Yeah, don't All right, there. so the, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. That pretty much covers the murder bears? That covers what I wanted to talk about as far as continuing gearing-wise. So, very exciting stuff. To look. Yeah, well, I think that's pretty much it. Was there anything else at all that you wanted to mention about your murder bears? Nope. Nothing? <laughs> Nada? Nothing right now. Alrighty. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm always ready. All right. I'm ready! It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia! May the Force be with you. Alrighty! Shattered Order Trivia time! Who's ready? Oh, yeah. Going down! I'm going to destroy you. Total destruction. I hope. Maybe? See, we'll I see. have I, I have the high ground today. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know about that. I mean, so, me and C-3PO are standing on top of this mountain. <laughs> you are, bastards. Um, so, <laughs> what is the topic? This week's topple talk it talk it topple topic. What is happening? I have no idea. This week's topic is how to lose Grand Arena. Oh, how to lose Grand Arena. Don't ask me what that means. We're gonna find out together. Alright, sounds good. So I like it. Once again, top of the trivia, I'm gonna say thanks to Teshkarn of Frequent Fighters from the Order for putting this together for us and for everyone in the community that plays on Kahoot. This will be fun. 
I'm excited. Now, let me just say, let's go. I want to go look at last week. Uh, we have a new number one player from last week's trivia. I'd not seen this name before, but okay. congratulations to Cronenberg Rick. Wow. A score of 9,052. He took the cake last week, followed by Sour D. And then who? And then, then who? Wink. What? Wink got third. I think that might be the highest either of you, Woo! either of us, has ever scored on. Uh, it's definitely the best I've ever done. And then uh, yeah. MD Gators fan came in fourth. And then our good old friend T Money at number five. That was a bad Spanish English. Cinco. Yeah. Cinco. It, it hurt my the, soul when I was Cinco. But of course, I'm next to the board. My state borders Mexico. Yours does not. So maybe that's why. That's I hear true. a lot of Spanish here. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma, not really known for Spanish. Yeah, that's true. All right. So what is that game pen? All right. So if you're looking at the live stream... It's on your screen now. If you're not looking at the live screen, scream. Rink, you got a live scream for us? Ah! <laughs> was that good? Beautiful. That was, I don't know how to describe that, but it was something. <laughs> so if you're playing along at home when the audio podcast comes out, let me give you that code. It is 0201433. Four. Again, that is zero two zero one four three four. What you can't see on the screen up there is me doing this with each number for emphasis. That was great. It was, it was you gotta really emphasize. Yeah, and of course, if you are listening on audio and you don't remember that, make sure you go check show notes. It's always in the show notes, people. Always in the show notes. What is question number one? That is a good question. Let me put it into these multiple devices. That Maybe have, that was the that question. Is. Maybe that was question one. Question one. How many devices does Goodnight Punk play <laughs> trivia on? Not enough. All right. Apparently. First question. All right. Here we go. The first question is... Which is worth the least additional banners in Grand Arena and go? Ooh, least additional banners. And the possible options are winning the first round, winning with full protection and health, winning with only one character, or winning in 30 seconds. Well, I got it wrong. What'd you get? <laughs> What'd you pick? Winning with full protection and health. No, oh, I put winning in 30 seconds. I, I didn't even know that was an actual thing. So It's not. That's why it would give you the least additional banners. Oh, I guess I should have picked it knowing <laughs> it's not a thing. Damn it. Zero <laughs> is the least. What am I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I I am only here 
to entertain you, and, my friend, and everyone else around here. And but you do uh, that, yeah. my friend. You do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is, what is well, question number two? You're facing a Treya team and you really want to lose. Who do you take? And go. Possible options are Revan, Treya, CLS, and Ewoks. Hmm. Had to think about this one. My. Are you done? Because I already guessed. Yes. What? I clicked it and it, it hurt my feelings. Oh, so you got it right, didn't you? <laughs> I did. That would be the Ewoks. I picked Ewoks. Yes, and that is because, oh boy, do they attack out of turn. <laughs> that they do. All right, next question. You're facing a Revan Jolie team. Which team has no chance to prevent a resurrection? And go. Uh, possible options are Treya, Nihilus, Scion, Boba, Django, Bosk, Dangar, Greedo, Krennic, Death Trooper, Stormtrooper, Gar, ISC, or Thrawn, IPD, Shore, Beers, and Snow. I should have gone with my initial instinct, but I couldn't decipher whether I thought IPD couldn't didn't let people revive or boba didn't let people revive ah i see your conundrum and i chose boba ah but that was wrong lost the coin flip very unfortunate i got it right i'm on a streak hmm but still clothes so that's good for everyone (laughs) thank god (laughs) don't get us kicked off of twitch too (laughs) Totally fair. What is question number four? Question number four is healing the health of your fleet is a terrible way to lose. Who can you use to avoid this? Plo Koon, Thrawn, Mace, or Jedi Consolor? I don't even understand this question. Healing the health of your fleet is a terrible Ah, No! I was in the same situation. I had a coin flip and I got it wrong. I got it right. So you selected Mace. I did select Mace. See, I knew Plo Koon and Jedi Consular did protection recovery. Please explain this question to me. Uh. Well, I don't believe Mace has any heals, does he? I don't know, but healing the health of your fleet is a terrible way to lose? Yes. Like, you don't want to heal and then still lose. Like, come on. Um, that is weird and really weird. I, I'm, a, I'm assuming that's how the question's phrased. I am not super familiar with Mace, which is why I selected Throng, because I know he does 
I do believe he recovers health. Let's see. Well, so does a so does oh, Axbar. Oh, okay. So I I think Mace does only protection and no health. Gotcha. All right then. Well, I got it right, so I'm, I don't care what the question is. I did. <laughs> All right, what's question five? Question five. You're up against the JTR team. Which gives you the best chance of losing? Uh, possible options are GK Barris, Rex Wampa, Night Sisters, CLS Han Chewy. This is. I don't know. Alright, that works. I was trying to. I'm thinking of what JTR counters. I almost put Night Sisters, but I'm like, Night Sisters seems like they would destroy a JTR team on offense. So I picked GK Zaris because JTR shreds through his AT, JTR or yeah. GK Zaris. I so. mean, she like that was part of what she did was finally get rid of that GK Barris team that was just freaking god awful to deal with in arena. The Titans team, as people call it. <laughs> yeah, that too. So yep. All right. Next, Next question. Next question. Question six. To make your fleet defense terrible, which tank is the worst on defense compared to offense? Possible options are Biggs, Houndstooth, Sunfuck, and Clone Sergeant. Apparently there are two right answers. And I guessed one of them. Tesh, we're going to have to have a talk because uh, the two answers were Clone Sergeant and Biggs. And I strongly disagree on Biggs. I still think yeah, Biggs is I thought... awfully damn good on defense. People used him forever. I mean, is this now versus then? I because then I he definitely was on. I still use him great. and he is still really good. So do I, but I'm in the 200 ranks, so I'm, I can't. I don't have a say. I'm in the top 20s and... He's still holding up strong. Very good. <laughs> All right. But he is worse than the other two, so. Question seven. Oh, question seven. All right. Who has the objectively worst reinforcement ability in the game? Ooh. No. Oh. Wedge is X Wing and. Imperial TIE Fighter, Gauntlet Starfighter, or Xanadu Blood. I'll be honest. I'm not sure I know what any of those do besides Gauntlet Starfighter. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna guess the one I never see used as a reinforcement. Did you get it right? I did. So you selected Imperial TIE Fighter. I selected Wedge's X-Wing. Um, I see that used as a enforcement reinforcement a lot. Really? I, I don't think I've ever yes. seen it. So I don't know what his reinforcement ability is, but I think it's good. 
because I've seen him used as a fourth reinforcement huh. on a lot okay. of teams. I've seen TIE Fighter before, but never never wedged, so. Alright. Alright, hold on. Quest, quick question in the chat. Okay. I want to answer it because that's how interactive this show is. For Arena, should I farm Night Sisters or Bastila team? I'm at level 82. Ooh. I have a six-star Bastila team and a six-star Night Sister team. Hmm. I'll tell you this: in my top twenty-five, there are zero Night Sisters, and that's in-game. Yeah. There are still uh, Bastilas. They're not in the top twenty, but there are still Bastilas in the twenty to fifty. Range. I think the only argument for Night Sisters is the fact that they don't have another leader ability that's better than what they have. Jedi do have a better leader ability than Bastila, but that's Revan, and you're probably a ways away from getting Revan. Uh, Bastila is unbelievably good at a ridiculous amount of things, and I think she would give you more benefit overall in Grand Arena and uh, just Jedi in general, like, you know, raid usage and everything. I think, I, I kind of think Bastila Sean would probably be the way to go. I agree. I like I like the where the Jedi's are at right now. Granted, they're kind of the best ones are hard to get right now. But you said you have six star Bastila already. You all yep. seem to be working in the right direction. So I'd go for them first as well. All right. What is that last question? Uh, second to last question is putting this leader up on defense is widely considered one of the best ways to lose and go. Possible options are Finn, Vader, Kira, and Hera. I put Finn. I put Finn also. Never been good on defense. Always great on offense. Too reliant on mm -hmm. strategic targeting that the AI does not understand in any way, shape, or form. Oh, everyone, but this guy has exposed? I'll hit the guy without exposed. <laughs> Gee, thanks, yes, AI. That's pretty much the way it works. Indeed. Who programmed you? Yeah. You're fired! You're fired. Get him out! Yeah. <laughs> Alright. The final question is... Final question. Which of these tunes has the worst chance of soloing a team and ending with full health and protection? Anga. Wampa, Nest, Bosk, and Veers. What did you select? I select Wampa. That's what I selected too, but apparently the answer is Nest. <laughs> oh, I can see both of them, to be honest, now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, they're both. It's definitely not Boss Graveers. Um, I just thought with how much protection. Wampa doesn't have a way to regain protection besides using his special, but even that doesn't regain all his protection. Yeah. I guess Ness doesn't regain all her protection either, but that bar sure gets almost full. Yeah. 
when she's getting slapped around like crazy. You know, so. Joker brings up a good point in chat. I picked Veers. No way he would be able to solo anybody because it does say solo. Yeah. Well, that's also why I said has the worst. Well, okay, yeah. And this is a weird question. And Tesh did say that some of these were opinion questions. That's true. And what could that's be true. disputed, but I don't know. I think that this is if anyone needed two answers. As opposed to the, you know, clone uh, trooper and Biggs question that had two answers. This one could have been both Nesta and Walpa, I think. Yeah. That's or fair. even more. I don't know. Who so, knows? All right. What did you end up with points wise? 6,658. No! Oh! 61.43. <laughs> Where did I go wrong? I was kicking your ass like the you, whole time. You broke a lot of streaks. You missed answers and broke streaks. I had a four question streak. I had a three and a two. I don't know what to tell you, my friend, but I am the winner today. Better luck's next time. Well, that's this. I told you, man. Me and my C-3PO are on top of the mountain today. It is your day. I, I am not going to disagree with you. I'm hoping tomorrow will be my day because I desperately need me some 7-star C-3PO. We'll see how it goes. Anything else you want to mention before we get the hell out of here and go to bed? Because it's way past my bedtime. Several things. If you want to be part of our Discord community, go to discord.me slash shattered order. Yeah. Click the link, join our Discord. A lot of people in there. I think we're at almost we're I think we're near 900 now. So we're wow. we're approaching that 1000 mark. I'm pretty excited about that. But if you want to be part of our Discord community, a lot of awesome people in there. A lot of people asking questions, answering questions, just shooting the breeze every day. Discord.me slash shattered order. Join us on Twitch. If you're listening to this, you want to check out the live stream. A lot of people have told me I used to listen to the show every week. I joined the live stream, got in there chatting with everyone in the chat, had a lot more fun listening to the podcast and interacting with everyone as it went on. Check that out on twitch.tv slash shattered order. A lot of the time lately, we've been doing it on Friday nights at 730 Pacific. But... Sometimes we do it Thursdays. Sometimes we do it Wednesdays. Just check out the Discord. Like I said, go yep. back to that and check it out. That's where we announce where the uh, streams are going to be. So check that out. Uh, if you want to subscribe on Twitch, if you have Amazon Prime, it costs you nothing because you already have Prime. You get a free Twitch Prime subscription. If you want to just subscribe to subscribe, you can do that as well. We appreciate all of our support from all you guys, including patreon.com slash shattered order. Many different things there, uh, that many different ways you can support us there. Check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash shattered order. We're always on there posting things and interacting with the community. Half the time I go on there and because my phone beeps at me saying someone has written us back and I see that Wink is on there having conversations, or I'm sure he's getting the same stuff about my conversations. <laughs> so check out Twitter. Really sure. cool. Um, yeah. 
If you want to send in, we haven't had any of these in a long time, but we used to do listener intros. Oh, yeah. So if you want to record an intro to be put at the beginning of our show, if you want to record something that says, hey, this is blah blah from the blah blah guild, you're listening to the Shatter Order. Record it on your phone. Really easy. Send it in an email yep. to us. We will put it at the top of the show because we love to show support for our community. Um, you could even you phone it in. To, if you can phone it in, we have a phone number. I don't know it off the top of my head, but it will be in linked in the QA section of Discord for the next week's episode, so you can find it there. Any feedback, any listener interest, anything you want to send to us to let us know, theshatteredorder at gmail.com. That is where you can find us. You can get a hold of yep. us anytime besides Discord, and we will get back to you. I think that's pretty much uh, it. The, I, one I, it's other been a thing, while since we went through support stuff, but yeah. One, of the, one other thing. One other thing got? I want to mention on the Q&A next week, and like you were talking about with the questions, you can submit audio questions. You can email them, or you can call uh, our voicemail. That number will be on Discord. It's also, if you just go shatteredorder.com, it's right there on the homepage. Uh, give us a call, leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on the show and answer your questions. So... Uh, make sure you come back next week, and that's what we'll be talking about. Sounds good. Well, thanks for hanging out, everyone, this week. We appreciate everyone being here, and we will talk to you next time. Later. You've just finished with the Shattered Order podcast. Join us next week for another round. <laughs>